Today on the podcast, Eric peppers Ben and I with rapid-fire questions, plus we give you a dose of the angry internet by reading some of our fiercest reader comments that adorn our articles. Now sit back, relax, and clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Hi there, welcome to the podcast. Adam Hawking here, Ben Sherman there, drinking beer. Eric Lejeune on the ones and twos. I don't know what the ones and twos are, but... Ones and zeros. Ones and zeros, the binary yeah. code. Binary code. When I say binary, you say star. Binary. Star. We've mixed it up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, where people say mean things to us, and sometimes uh, draft experts like Russell Baxter recommend our mock draft. Drexperts. Some drugsperts, some draftsperts, T-D-I-S underscore humblebrag, that's our Twitter handle, thedayinsports.com, Facebook, Pinterest, Tumblr, all that other crap. Well, I thought it would be fun. I was watching a Jimmy Kimmel um, sketch, kind of a recurring sketch that they do um, called Angry Twitter or something, Mean Twitter. Celebrities read mean tweets. Something, yeah, okay, celebrities read mean tweets. Very self-explanatory. Um, yeah, very self-explanatory. And while we are not celebrities... Per se, well, pretty much we are, um, but we do get our share of mean social, uh, 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 you know, Facebook commentary, Reddit commentary. So I thought it would be fun, Ben Sherman. I looked through a few of my articles for some of our, uh, uh, our some of our most passionate reader commentary, and I thought it'd be fun to share that. Where did a majority of these commentaries come from, Adam? Without question, Reddit. <clears throat> okay. Um, and I think that's because you know within the subreddits that we submit to, like if I write an article about the Lakers, we submit it to. A forum full of Laker fans, which is bound to reciprocate with an unbound passion yeah, um, or anger. I don't get a lot of positive commentary. But the funny thing is, you know, on Reddit, you either get an upvote or a downvote. The person either, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down. And generally, we get plenty of positive upvotes, but only the negative people comment. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like that if you're a business and you do wrong by a customer, they'll tell 15 people versus three or whatever. Okay, so I'm just going to run through a few of them here. I'm going to give you their username, too, and I'm just going to get your reaction. The first one, Longhorn Welch. Old Longhorn. This is pretty straightforward. Amateur article. Oh. Which, I mean, no one paid me for it, so that apparently that's true. LOL underscore, yeah. This dude has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Driz T2682. I honestly think that guy is retarded. <laughs> what? Wait. I like that name a lot. Driz T. Driz T 2682. I don't know what that means, but uh, apparently it's significant. 2,600 and however many other Driz T's were already taken. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Driz T's out there, but he is the one. They're probably all related that to him. I'm retarded. I mean, anybody with that kind of name obviously is inbred, so he's just the, the 2,000th version of that being probably been created by the same genes. If you liked that name, try this one on for size. Finance underscore slut. Love it. This was in response to our uh, mascot bracket. Total bullshit that the Spartans are not in this. I just voted for every round and the Spartans were not in it. I want a recall. Which we later explained to him, actually Eric did, that the Spartans got voted out later. Are you sure that's or, not or a girl? Previously. Might have been. I, been. I mean, unless, I guess that could go either way. I just assumed woman. Could be. Probably. 
Uh, Grand Foot says, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> Marion for Ashik? The fuck? <laughs> ah, I think that's my favorite so far. <laughs> that's a good one. Rico underscore H-Town. Uh, H-Town for Houston, because I was writing about Houston Rockets oh, trade yeah. ideas. Glad I read the comments before I made the mistake of clicking. Ooh. That was mean. I underscore M underscore Lars. <laughs> Both retarded trades for so many reasons. Retarded's a very popular uh, uh, word on Reddit. Reddit is clearly a very politically sensitive, you know, these people are really worried about offending. This is a, it's a progressive group. It's yeah. a progressive group. This is Ben, who, uh, I don't, I forgot his last name because I banned him from our Facebook page. <laughs> Um, not because I'm sensitive to criticism, but just because there was too many F-bombs. Was he the guy that kept doing, like, Seacock jokes and stuff like that? Nope, that was a different guy. He might have got banned, too, because he was, like, making jokes about sea penises and stuff. <laughs> um, ben was, uh, was joined our discussion about the greatest running back of all time. His submission was Warwick Dunn. When I questioned Warwick Dunn being the greatest running back of all time, his response was, This page is obviously run by a bunch of fucktards. I'll spread the word. <laughs> and there were some others, but I I banned them, and I can no longer see those comments. So wait, Wark Dunn is the greatest running back of all time. Yeah, and part of Ben's reasoning was, did you see what he did in the community? <laughs> Impressive. Yeah. Impressive. I but, guess. But um, not necessarily football related. And, and on that token, I mean, if that if we're using that, why not just throw Mike Allstott in there? I mean, come on. Thunderstot. Yeah. Thundersnot. Stot. Um, so that was Ben. He had other good stuff I wish I could have found, could have, could find, but I, I banned him and I don't know how to find him now. This comes from Stogie the Dog. Um, and this is actually really good. I, I wrote an article about how Dwight Howard would never win a championship. And I, I respect this guy. I like this comment, even though it was mean. Oh, good. I was just talking with some internet higher-ups, and we all agreed that the number of shitty blog posts about Dwight Howard's attitude was simply too low. <laughs> Glad to see someone trying to make a difference out there. Oh. See, I appreciate If you're going to, you know, yeah. insult, at least be witty. That I like was, that. That took a little, that was like a, a little chef's masterpiece. There. Like, that guy might have at least attended college. Yeah. Might have. I bet he did. Yeah. I thought that was good. Graduate, maybe not. Attend, yes. This comes from Yawa Wardy. Hog, or something like that. Okay. That guy is high. <laughs> well. <laughs> That's all. I mean, he might have been right at the time. It's hard to tell, really. Hard to tell. Who knows what that means? This comes from the Cobra. <laughs> this post reads like an ignorant Homer, to say the least. <laughs> and then finally, we have BBA Sarah 007. Yeah, this is a terrible article. Please downvote this crap to the bottom. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So that, in summary, is just a few of... Uh, They're less harsh than I thought they would be, i got to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the you know, my favorite was, this guy's an idiot. Marion for Ashik? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, I thought that, that was great. That was my favorite one. I and think. there was like 18 question marks in there, too. So, Ben, are you ashamed of my articles? Um, You know what's funny is, if that is collectively, like, the, the negative commentary... Um, I think that's a feather in your cap. Might be. Might be. We've gotten some There's... some plenty of positive feedback. We don't want to just, you know, poo-poo that, but it's not nearly as funny. Other than the really good Dwight Howard one. That was good. Um, 
the rest of them seemed pretty much baseless, especially the, the Warwick Dunn thing. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, like, there's got to be at least 15 other running backs I could come up with to put in front of there's them. There's got to be, a, I mean, uh, may, more than 15. There's way more than 15 running backs. Warwick Dunn? Yeah, but have you seen his work in the community? It's like saying, like, that's like saying Cheeky Barber. Have you seen his football life? Uh, awesome. He's got a twin, I mean. Yeah, that's true. What else is there to say? Um, so we're going to move on from the negativity. Eric. Yep. Um, you're excited for this podcast. I am. Because you get to, well, you always kind of control things, control freak. Mm. Um, but it's all on you. Mm-hmm. You're rapid firing questions at me and Ben. Yep. Um, so I'm sure you've got a structure. Mm-hmm. You want to just start it off, round one? Round one. Okay. Question one. What are your favorite NFL broadcast teams? Ooh, I like that. Um, I've got a couple in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaels and, and Collinsworth is my standby because I think Al Michaels is the most polished in the game. He doesn't kind of overkill you with with stuff you don't need to know. He doesn't overhype, but he's also emotional at the right times. Like the juxtaposition to me is like Joe Buck or Jim Nance, who are just really boring guys. Yeah. Um, that that don't say very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Collinsworth, you know, his strong suit is standing next to Al Michaels. I like Collinsworth, actually, because, I, you know, he's good at telling you what's going to happen before it happens. He, he can break down, um, like, route patterns. He, he, he's good at kind of identifying what the defense is doing, trends throughout the game. And then similarly, I like Mike Mayock um, on the NFL Network. Um, he can be a little wordy. Yeah. He gets a little, little verbose, I guess you want to call it. Um, I like him. Um, I like Mike Mayock. I think he, every once in a while he comes across as a little bit of a know-it-all. Yeah, I, I agree. Just like, but he's a smart know-it-all. Yeah. The worst thing is a dumb know-it-all like Troy Aikman, yeah, who just comes out with these claims. Oh, it looks like he's done for the season. Wait a minute, he's up. Edward Bolden really needs to be quiet. Yeah, where am I? <laughs> so I'm trying to. I, I'm not thinking of any other teams. I guess off the off the top of my head. Does it have to be current, or is this all time? I'd like to stick to current. Okay. I mean, just just as an uh, as an honorable mention, that my all time favorite mm-hmm. would be Summerall and Madden. Yeah, Pat Summerall had an economy of words oh, that is unmatched, and just his his leathery old snappy voice caressed you. First in ten. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just because I played too many Madden video games growing up. That could be. Anyways, um, I'm an Al Michaels guy too. I like I like Al Michaels, and I really don't mind Chris Collinsworth. I like to poke fun at him because I think. He seems like the person that would be bothered by being poked fun at, but mm-hmm. um, Al Michaels is probably the best best broadcaster out there. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout-out to Mike Tirico. I was just going to say that. I forgot to say him, and he, and he and Gruden are actually probably my favorite. Yeah, I think I think him and John Gruden are, are up there. I mean, just for entertainment value, John Gruden, you know, Spider-Z-Y banana. He, he gets in there for you. But Mike Tirico is actually, aside from Al Michaels, I think is probably the most polished. He's really solid. Um, and he's just, you know, he, he makes astute observations. He doesn't overwhelm you. He he directs, you know, in, in that position, the way I judge it is, is how well they kind of direct the conversation while continuing to point out what's happening on the field. And, and there aren't many people that do it better than Tirico. No, I think he and Michaels are both. Uh, solid seems like you're calling them a game manager, but yeah. at play-by-play, that's kind of what you want to be. You don't yeah. want to be the show. Especially if it's a boring game. You know? and, and Gruden, uh, to compliment Rico, is the show. I yeah. mean, he, like Mayock, 
um, can really break down the game for you, or like Collinsworth, but he's got a little bit more personality than those guys, which some people don't like. I understand that, but I really like Gruden. Um, I do. I kind of like the Kenny Albert, Daryl Johnston, Tony Siragusa triumvirate, which nobody else seems to like. Kenny Moose and Goose. Um, yeah. Well, first I, I like that. That just fits mm-hmm. on Fox. It just feels like Sunday when you hear Kenny Moose and Goose. He's got to be tugging on my DBs right now. No, because I think Siragusa is hilarious. They always like kick it down to him. It's not like good analysis. Okay, I understand that. But they'll always they'll be like, "What's happened on the field level, Goose?" And he'll be like, "Chili cheese nachos," and that's <laughs> it. There's nothing else. Or he'll be like, "They're really fighting down here." Did you ever notice that he is always standing in exactly the same place whenever they go down to him? It's like, "Well, I'm standing down here uh, in the visitor end zone, and uh, well, this is where I'm going to be. I'm not moving." So, I think we exhausted that topic with passion. Yep. <laughs> Who's your favorite player right now? In any sport. Ooh. We're all, all sports. Let's go NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL. Okay, I'll start. Let's start NFL. Um, everyone on the 49ers. But I've really got to make a pick, huh? Mm-hmm. Should I, should I go non-49er? Because it's it's kind of hard for me to pick a 49er. I like them all. It's like it's like your children. Yeah. It's like all of your children. It's pronounced chillin'. Um, I guess I would say Navarro Bowman. Um He's kind of unheralded. He's been in Patrick Willis's shadow, even though he's the best linebacker probably on that team, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot. Um, I like his personality. He's really intense on the field, but really laid back off of it. He just plays solid physical football. I don't think I've ever seen him make a mistake on the field. He's just always in the right place. If you had 11 Navarro Bowmans on both sides of the ball, you'd never lose a game. Yeah. Well, I just ima- like literally imagine that, like, that Navarro, caliber Navarro player, Bowman playing, playing, quarterback. playing every position, and uh, it's just funny to me. But yeah, no, I agree. He's a a lot of heart. Ben, what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> you I, were stalling. I, I was. I, I can't decide. I guess the easy answer for me is Adrian Peterson, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I mean, I'm not sure that he's he's. It doesn't quite fill that hole for me. I guess. Um, because he's out, out off the field, he doesn't. He's a great guy. He does everything he's supposed to do, and he answers questions the way he's supposed to, blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't bring a lot of personality to the table. And I, and no, that's not really his thing. No, and I like personality. So that, that makes it kind of a tough thing for me. Um, I guess I would tend to lean a little bit more um, a little bit more on the hockey side traditionally and, and look for kind of the weirdos. Well, we're going to do every sport, I think. Oh, so we got to go keep sport going. by sport. Oh, so, okay. So I guess Adrian I'd have to go with for football. Can I throw out two other candidates? For me? For me. Oh. (laughs) Um, I just thought of these guys because I was on the spot. We have Ryan Billick here. Come on. Um, Passive coverage. Alex Smith is a guy, as he was a 49er, and Mm -hmm. basically that fan base put him through like a wheat thresher and just hated everything about him. But he's kind of revived his career. He's a really good person. He plays well given his limited God-given ability. Yeah. And Calvin Johnson is probably my favorite receiver to watch. Mm -hmm. And unlike the diva era receivers, he just plays. So I like those two guys too. Yeah. NBA. Um, NBA. Holy cow, go. Kobe Bryant. I've, uh, it's his 18th year in the league. I was nine or something when he got drafted. I'm 26 now. So I literally grew up with him. Uh, he was the best player of his generation, five championships. He was my Michael Jordan. And, and Kobe just, he had the clutch gene. 
He was very much like Jordan in the way he approached the game. Um, and I always felt a need to kind of stick up for him because I always thought his game got wrongly criticized because people don't like who he is. I understand not liking his personality. Yeah. He's a prickly individual, yeah. but he's my favorite. Prickly is an interesting choice of words there. Yeah. I, I like it. <clears throat> I guess my favorite NBA player currently, I'd have to go with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, just a really kind of, uh, not the kind of guy that initially I, I don't think that people would look at as, as a, a huge superstar. Not, not, not the same kind of gregarious personality that LeBron James has and doesn't have his teammates take videos of him doing stupid dunks without a shirt on <laughs> after practice, like a stupid whatever. Uh, <laughs> like so, so-and-so. But I, I really like him. I think he's humble. He's a great basketball player. Probably the best overall player, if I was going to choose one guy in the NBA that I wanted to build a franchise around, to be him. And I like that he plays in OKC. I like that he kind of came to Seattle right before they were disemboweled. Um, yeah, KD. Next. Baseball. Que oh, baseball. Baseball. Um, it's baseball. Favorite baseball player. It used to be Ryan Braun. Um, but then he screamed at everyone for calling him a liar, even though he was a liar. Um, so he's kind of out of the question now. Oh, God. It's tough being a Brewers fan, I'll tell you that much. Um, Holy Hannah, is it ever? I will pick. I don't know, I'm going to let you pick. i got to okay. think. <clears throat> I've got a few. Uh, did Jim Tomey officially retire? I thought he was still sure playing. Uh, Jim Tomey, I would say. If he's not currently still playing, I guess my backup would be Torrey Hunter. I'm a big Tory Hunter guy. Um, An honorable mention goes to the silver swordsman, Derek Jeter. Uh, did yeah. you hear about the, those stories with him? No. Okay, so you know why they call him? They there's these, So he's going to retire, right? Yep. After this uh, season. So a lot of guys jokingly suggested that instead of giving him a silver bat or whatever they give guys when they retire, silver glove or something, that they give him a silver sword because of his conquests with the female sex. <laughs> so, allegedly, Derek Jeter will pick a girl up, take her back to his Park Avenue penthouse, and have his torrid way with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next morning, he's gone. There's a car waiting for her downstairs, be it a limo or some such. Yeah. And in the back seat, when she climbs in, is a gift basket filled with autographed memorabilia and muffins and fruits and such. That she can sell so she doesn't feel so bad. And for that reason... Derek Jeter gets an honorable mention for me. I was going to go with Jeter. He's he's honorable mention. I'll go with Mike Trout. Okay. Um, young guy. I like that he can kind of do everything. Yeah. Hits for average. Hits for power. He can steal bases. He's it's from New Jersey. He's from Jersey. I didn't know that. But uh, he, he just kind of does everything well. He's kind of just a natural baseball player. And unlike Bryce Harper, you, you don't hear a lot. Yeah, from him. So what I'll happened go... to Bryce Harper? Is he dead? He died. Oh yeah. God! No, I don't think he did. <laughs> but I'll go with Mike Trout. Okay. Favorite hockey player? I'm I'm very torn on this one. I think mostly I'm not a big. I none of the personalities of the kind of the major stars in Minnesota have won me over at all. It used to be Cal Clutterbuck, um, and then he shipped off. And I guess I can't really say that anymore. Um, yeah. Oh, oh no, I got it. I got it. It's a. Uh, um, I believe it is. What is his name? Plays for Vancouver. I call him Oki Oglethorpe. <laughs> um, it's not Ryan Kessler. He's it's, known as Oki Oglethorpe. Uh, you know, one of those guys that... I'll go with Josh Harding. Really? I just like I his, thought about that. I he like his a... story, and he was playing really well until um, 
things went south with with his prognosis. So I'll go with Josh Harding. Really? Can you tell me a little bit more about why? Um, why do you admire him? When so? he went out, he was leading the league in, in goals against, 1.66. Um, and he plays in our market, so I like that about him. And I just, I admire his, I don't want to call it courage, because he's just playing, he's just doing what he's always known how to do. But um, I think it takes a certain amount of perseverance yeah, to come out and play with, with what he's dealing with. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, I'm still kind of looking for my guy here. You're looking for Ogie Oglethorpe? I am. I can't remember his name. I'm going to find it for you as I look up the Canucks lineup here. Um, and it's one of those... Okay. Okay. My favorite NHL player is Zach Cassian, And I I think I've shared this with maybe both <laughs> Where do you of get you. Ogie Oglethorpe out uh, of Zach Cassian? Look up a picture of Zach Cassian right now. Look at a picture of him immediately and tell me he doesn't look like Ogie Oglethorpe. I don't know who Ogie Oglethorpe is. Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> Slapshot. Oh, is it Slapshot? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was that big guy in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> oh, We've already gone so far yeah. off the rails. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Zach Cassian is definitely uh, my favorite NHL player. This is a guy, um, I think he's missing one of his two front teeth. I think I told Eric about it. 6'3", mm-hmm. 214 pounds. He's a big guy. He's a big boy. He's like, and he's young. Um, two stories, two reasons why I like him the best. First being, uh, his New Year's resolution this last year was to stop losing his fake tooth <laughs> because it would make his mom real happy and her husband, Dale, wouldn't have to buy him any more fake teeth. Gotta, save, gotta save Dale some change. Yeah. So, what, what, what's your New Year's resolution? Oh, I'll stop losing my fake tooth. It'd make my mom real happy and Dale, poor guy, wouldn't have to buy me any more of them. <laughs> Uh, second story would be that I think he hurt his shoulder or something and had to stay home, stay in Vancouver for for a road game. And immediately afterwards, there were pictures on like Twitter and Facebook of him like jumping around, looking like that, out in bars in Vancouver with all sorts of women and such. So Zach Cassian, Zach Cassian tops my Ogie Oglethorpe list. Nice. Uh, next question: uh, What do you like about NBA All Star Weekend in general, and what is it going to make this one special? I like about the All-Star Weekend, I don't like the dunk contest anymore because there's always the sort of obligatory debate of how do we make it better? And really, it doesn't matter. It's just a dunk contest. Who cares? Um, If you don't like it, don't watch it, which I usually don't. Um, I like the Celebrity All-Star Game because last year, Ryan Rossillo, one of my ESPN radio idols, was in the game and his enormous bald spot was more visible than ever. That you're going to talk about his enormous DBs. <laughs> his big, his big DBs. Um, and I like the game itself because unlike the Pro Bowl, you can slack off in the NBA and still have an entertaining All-Star game. Um, and let's see. It'll be the first game this weekend that Kobe, or the first, the first game in a long time that Kobe's not participating in. Um, but you'll get Kevin Love as a starter, which is interesting. He hasn't, ha- he hasn't been in there. Um, and you'll get some new blood in the Eastern Conference simply because the East is so terrible uh, that we needed to get some new guys in there. Anthony Davis from the Pelicans, who I think is going to be an MVP-type player, will be there. So I just like seeing all the stars. What I'm looking forward to most about NBA All-Star Weekend week is a weekend? Weekend. is nothing. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I'm not a big appreciator of it, I guess. I do like the celebrity game because I think it's funny. And I think Kevin Kevin Hart's funny. Yeah, um, he goes hard. He goes hard. Um, and I do like the, I actually do like the dunk contest and the three point contest. I I enjoy as well. But the game itself, I'm I don't really have a ton of interest in. It's one of those. It's a weekend where you can watch five minutes of every or ten minutes of every event and be marginally entertained. 
but you shouldn't be watching all of any of Is it. Is it this weekend? Yeah. They got a lot of competition with the Olympics for views, I think, right? I would imagine. What you gonna do? I'm gonna watch the Olympics. That's right. What are the Clippers' chances in the West this season? And can Chris Paul and Blake Griffin ever become a championship foundation? I just wrote an article about this today, which is weird. Um, but yeah, I do. I think that the Clippers, if I were pegging it, I would say probably Thunder, number one, because they've got the best player in the world and Westbrook will be back. And they're just probably the most talented team. Um, and it's hard to count out the Spurs, but I would put the Clippers right behind there because Chris Paul is definitely a championship type building block because like LeBron, he makes everybody on your team better. Um, Blake Griffin, everyone views as a dunker because we tend to kind of dig our heels in perception wise about guys. And maybe the first two years in the league, he was just a dunker, but he's got a post-up game now. He's got a mid-range shot and they're super deep. They've got Jamal Crawford off the bench, six man of the year candidate, JJ Redick, a really good three-point shooter, DeAndre Jordan leads the league in rebounds, his top five in blocks. They're really good in transition. So I think they're my second favorite in the West right now, and and I would say, yes, those two can be a, a championship foundation. I think so, too. Actually, watching them kind of play together more, um, I think the development's been a little bit slower than maybe other combinations that you've seen in the past, but I think Blake Griffin in particular has developed himself beyond just that the lob city guy yeah um you and if you if you're not paying attention it's easy to miss but he makes some savvy plays he's a good passer he, too he, yeah he knows where the ball should go it, even if it, obviously even if it's not to him um being a much more profound value to what he brings um and i certainly think with uh, a few extra pieces that they could they could bring bring home the, the ship matt castle officially opted out of his contract should the vikings bring him back and are they for sure going to draft a quarterback? Well, I think he's opting out because he wants more money. Mm-hmm. I think he was paid three and a half, three point seven million this past year. Highest paid backup quarterback in football. Oh. I read some raving lunatics say that the Vikings absolutely must bring Matt Castle back, um, but it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, if Matt Castle is going to be your starter, your upside is maybe fringe playoff team at best. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, if that's your upshot, you're better served playing Ponder, who either will put you in full tank mode, hello, Jameis Winston, Mm -hmm. two years from now, or, you know, maybe he shows you some talent or whatever, but I don't, I just don't see the upside of being seven to nine, eight and eight with Matt Castle. No, and neither do I. Um, I think they either have to choose, Ponder's still under contract. So my guess would be they're going to tap him as their backup and I'm I'm 99.9% sure they're going to draft a quarterback. I mean in in whether it's in the first round or, or you know a little bit later I think with with um Mike Zimmer coming in and especially North Turner the comments that he's made right off the bat kind of indicate that that's their their big desire is to go out and, and find something in the draft and then kind of have Christian hang out yeah i mean you've got the Rams sitting there at number two maybe the vikings if the price is right could go up for manzel or bridgewater yeah if not i think they sit tight at eight draft it a defensive player and maybe get a quarterback in round two unless somebody falls to him you know you never know that's the fun part about draft day too is like everything gets turned upside down you're like this guy is just falling down the charts and you've got some of those pieces like Clowney, mm-hmm. um who if he goes first 
Um, Sammy Watkins, receiver for Clemson, if he goes in the top five, could, like you said, shift some of those quarterbacks down. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see one of those guys. Um, probably more likely to see, um, not, not. I, I would be more surprised to see Johnny Manziel fall to that point. I guess I should say, I would be really surprised if he didn't go to Houston at the top, just because he's marketable down there. It's Texas, you know what I mean. They're in need of a quarterback, and you know it would be a lot of attention for the franchise, a lot of PR. Yeah, I mean that pick is obviously their most obvious way to bring in yeah. a talent at that position. I would still go Clowney if I were the Texans, just tangentially, because mm-hmm. Clowney and Watt together just they're dancing around in my dreams. Yeah, um, and I'm not sold that 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 Bridgewater or Manziel are going to be great. Mm-hmm. I it's always hard to evaluate a quarterback, so. Okay, this is going to be my last question in this little round here. You're building a team in the sport of your choice. What current player after he, after he retires would you someday hire as head coach? In in every sport or any sport? Pick a sport. Okay. That's a good question. It is a good question. Um, my initial thought was Kobe, but I think he'd be a terrible coach, actually, because he would just ride everybody. And he'd be almost impossible to <laughs> you play You missed your 2 a.m. practice, you jerk. Yeah. Um, I guess I would have to say Peyton Manning. Um, you look at, I mean, he essentially is the offensive coordinator already. Um, definitely it's his mind and not his physicality that makes him the best quarterback in football. Mm-hmm. Uh, or one of the two. So, And I think he's also an excellent communicator. He's good with the media. He's organized. I think he would he would handle that job very well. I, I'm a little torn. I think Peyton's a good pick, um, and kind of on that same vein, I thought about Tom. Tom so, terrific. Tom terrific, but I don't. I don't. I think he's too. Uh, he's too fashionable and too much a man about town to be a. It would be, be quite a, a departure from Belichick's cutoff sweaters to Brady's UGG boots. Yeah, to his UGG boots and you know women's peacoats, women's underwear, whatever, UGG boots and peacoats, whatever it is that he wears. Um, I was thinking about maybe uh, Yaramir Yager. Jodger. because. I mean, the guy's played hockey for a thousand years since dinosaurs roamed the earth, um, and still playing at a at a pretty unbelievable level for his age. And I think he's he would be a, a good fit in a, a lot of hockey clubs. Okay, um, I guess we'll take a break, and we will be right back with more rapid fire questions. And we're back. TheDanceSports.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, pretty much everywhere else. Um, ben wrote me a, a beautiful little message here. He must yeah. think that I'm Ron Burgundy or something because yeah. I'm not reading that. Oh, I'm come on. Deleting it. Hey, it rhymed. Did you notice that it rhymed? I'm not going to say it. Okay, that's fine. what you're trying to get yeah. me to do. I, 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 uh, ben Jarvis uh, Green Sherman wrote something really rude on my on my on my laptop here. I used my little dick beaters to type something on your computer. <laughs> Excellent use of your dick beaters, Ben. Thanks. Um, yeah. round, round two. Round two. This is a theme round. And if you guys can guess the theme, please don't blurt it out because I'm going to ask you a little later on. Okay. Okay. First question. The theme is dick beaters. Close. Okay. Who has the best facial hair in the NBA? Kevin Love, James Harden, or someone else? Ooh. James Harden uh, for me. 
I mean, that thing is just... I mean, it used to be Rasheed Wallace, but he's not there anymore. Yeah, well, that's what crack will do to you. Um, yeah, you ever see his teeth? What was that? Um, yeah, James Harden's got a very prominent, bushy beard. It po- it just pops pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a brand in, unto itself. I yeah. think there's Twitter accounts called James Harden's Beard. Um, I'm just trying to think. Chris Kamen does some weird things with facial hair every once in a while. Yeah. I'll go with James Harden. Yeah. How much of a title threat are the Rose City's Portland Trailblazers? Ooh, I love the Rose City. I would say that generally in the NBA, as a rule, mm-hmm. um, even more of a rule than the best player on, wins the series, is that you need experience and you have to kind of fail a few times. And I think while the Blazers, the Blazers are really good, this is the wrong year to be an upstart because you've got the Thunder, who've been there, You've got the Spurs. You've got the Clippers. Um, the Rockets have some playoff experience. The Warriors are tough. I mean, the whole West is tough. So um, I think on face value, they're as good as almost any of those teams. But I, just because of experience, don't view them as a title threat. Um, there's always, I mean, they've always got a puncher's chance, I guess. But I, I kind of tend to follow your mindset on that. The powerhouses in the NBA are so tough to take down. Um, and the West is certainly stronger than the East. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be three tough seven-game series to get there. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm not sure. Damian Lillard and LaMarcus Aldridge are all-stars, but I'm not sure either one is a superstar. Truth. Daryl Chocolate Thunder Dawkins might be my winner, but what are your guys' favorite sports nicknames? Ooh, Ooh I like the Black Mamba. Okay. Um, just because it's kind of sinister. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's see here. I have to think a little bit. I do, too. I really haven't... Uh... I like when John Gruden calls Peyton Manning the sheriff. I might just like it because Gruden says it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I have to do a little research. I might have to go to a non-nickname, but nickname. Um, Frank Caliendo doing John Gruden's nickname for Richard Sherman in Control-Alt-Delete. Yeah, Because he good. closes all the open windows. Um, I thought, uh, can I do like a team name? I liked the Steel Curtain. I thought that was great. Purple People Eaters. Mm-hmm. Even Legion of Boom uh, I like is Legion pretty Boom. good. Yeah. Um, Revis Island. Yeah, less of an island these days. But yeah. but uh, the big unit. I do like that. I like that because it yeah. reminds me of wieners. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake Plumber. That, speaking of facial hair. That guy every once in a while went total Jesus mode. And yeah, that was cool. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy with that with that list of nicknames. I'm fulfilled. Okay, how impressed were you by Chris Crush Davis's 53 home runs last season? I was pretty impressed. I'm actually like that's a lot of home runs this day and age, unless you're cheating. Even if you are cheating, outside of the home team, I tend to lean pretty hard Baltimore way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fun to watch. I, I was pretty impressed and. You know, I hope he does it again. Kind of a strikeout machine, but but I don't care. Yeah, over or under 40 home runs this year. I say over. I say over, yeah. Nice. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Arena Rockers Kiss played at the Stadium Series in Dodger Stadium. What is your take on the glut of NHL outdoor games this season? Does glut mean a lot? There's a lot. Um, I think it kind of, after the, um, after, after the one of the big house things kind of just got, it was like it was kind of old. You know, I thought the big house was cool, awesome environment, but the I don't necessarily think that the hockey product is quite as good um, when it's outside, especially if there's elements. But 
I think it's kind of a novelty that's best served if you just do it uh, a couple of times or maybe one time a year. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind it so much. Yeah. I think it, especially here, I guess I say that because I hope that they do it here. And the more games they they do, the better chance that that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's it's a little bit of a break. It gives you gives you a reason to watch a game that you, otherwise you probably wouldn't care about. Sweetness, Walter Baton, great nickname. Had to, had to come back to it. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, Joe McCarthy, who ended his career managing the Boston Red Sox, has the highest all-time winning percentage among baseball managers. How do you judge a good manager or coach? Um, that's hard to say because... Yeah, what cr- what criteria do you use? We put a question up on Facebook the other day of which pro sport are coaches the most important. And the least important in most people's responses was baseball mm. um, for myriad reasons. So I guess I would say... Well, even any sport. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I would say... Well, I'll, I'll answer baseball first. Okay. Um Guys that listen to the analytics, I think, are important. And I think, uh, especially in baseball, managing the locker room in terms of keeping guys ready and fresh and keeping things different, like Joe Madden, I think, is really good at that. And then playoff success, I think, is where those little micro-adjustments can come into place. And I would say that the more, you know, going into the other sports, I think motivation is a constant need for coaches. I think organization, it's hard to keep... In the NFL, 53 guys on the same page and all the coaches that you have to um, kind of stay on message with. So I would say organization uh, and motivation. I judge all coaches, regardless of sport, by height. <laughs> no. um, I, I, I think in baseball, their managers, I mean, you'd be surprised how much impact they have on, on small things. You know, calling for a squeeze, calling for a bunt, stuff like that. I mean, those are big impactors in games. Um, and that is just a lot of experience and learning from that experience, I think. You look at a guy like Jim Leland, uh, I mean, it seems like the, especially if you make it to be an older manager in baseball, I think that lends itself to success just purely out of experience. Football is, I'm learning, I think, based on the Pete Carroll model, um, being a head coach in football, I think, is more about getting the most out of your players and then letting other people focus on the X's and O's. Your mm-hmm. coordinators do the X's and O's. Um, and similarly in hockey, I think you can you can scheme and plan all you want, but really it's about motivating guys and getting them to perform to the the top of their ability, um, which is is a tough tough order. And in basketball, they might as well not even have a coach. The, that was going to say the NBA. I was thinking about it and. Jason Kidd's a coach, for Christ's sake. I mean, I kind of feel that way, but look at how the Nets are doing with Jason Kidd as the coach. They're horrible. Nothing, but, but since he fired off old Frankie Hot Dogs or whoever, <laughs> whatever his name was. Yep, that was his name. It's been like... They've, they've They're won okay. Like a, They're still like four games under five hundred in a wretched East. But if you look at the teams that are successful, look at like Greg Popovich, an excellent coach. Mm. So I think the... I think the dichotomy between haves and have-nots in the NBA is pretty apparent. I think for an average NBA team, you just need players, and the coach needs to be likable and able to motivate. But I think the top, you know, I don't think you get to top level in the NBA unless you have a really elite head coach where there's probably only two or three in the league. Tom Thibodeau, Doc Rivers, Greg Popovich, off my tip-top. Tibbity-tap-tap, Rick Adelman. Yep. Yep, Adelman, mm. Edelweiss. Okay, next. Uh... An idea maybe we're not 100% enamored with, but still a step in the right direction. 
who are you picking right now for the four playoff spots in college football? Next year. Next huh? year. Mm. I like this question. Mm. Eric Lajuin. Treat yourself, Reggie I'm going to pick the UCLA Bruins for one spot. Kind of a homer pick, but... Um, kind of? Well, in football? Yeah. Do they play football at UCLA? Yeah, they were better than USC this year. Ranked oh. in the top 25. Oh. They're returning a guy that you would have wet your shorts if your pathetic Vikings would have drafted him. Brett Hundley. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. He'll be a first-round pick. <laughs> Uh, Miles Jack was freshman of the year. He's an All-American type linebacker. Mm -hmm. They had the number two defensive tackle in the country come to UCLA last year. Jim Mora shunned Texas and Washington to stay at UCLA. Um, So I'll take UCLA because who the hell knows? It's a flyer pick. Um, Alabama has had the best recruiting class four straight years. I'll take Ohio State because they play in the awful Big Ten and they are running away and hiding from everybody else in recruiting. And I need somebody else. Um, Florida State, James Winston. Think so? Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, you got to pick two. I know. I'm just I'm chewing on that meaty bit you just threw at me. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. I definitely go with Alabama. Um, UCLA. I, you said? I didn't say UCLA. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I'm gonna give you fifty dollars. I'll give you a hundred dollars if UCLA is one of the final four teams in football. I'll give you a hundred dollars. Okay. Uh, Alabama for sure. Like I mean, Nick Saban is a machine, and if it wasn't for one freak play, it'd be um, three people. Yeah. So, um, but also I I I do think that Auburn has a lot to bring to the table still. Nick um, Marshall's coming back. Nick I Marshall's think Trey coming Mason's back. coming back. And I mean, those are really their their two biggest players, and they were that that run game was unstoppable for the most part. Inches away from it this year. Yeah. <clears throat> I like Ohio State too, so I'm gonna go Ohio State Auburn. Alabama, and I, I'm I'm feeling uh, the winds of, of the Gophers. The refreshing, yeah, the Gophers. No, uh, I'm gonna go with Oregon. Yeah, I could definitely see Oregon. Um, I think it would be fun too to get a playoff because, like, Gophers. Florida State, Oregon, and Alabama all over this past year. At one point, we thought maybe we're the best teams in the country, yeah. but we didn't get to see them play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. I think I think FSU is gonna have a little bit of a a drop a hangover. Because Jameis Winston will refuse to play. Yeah. He's just playing baseball. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you some day in sports history. Okay. And give us a reaction. On this date, in 1980, the Lake Placid Winter Olympics opened, where the U.S. upset the Russia. The Russia. Where the U.S. The upset Russia. US, USSR, Russia. In the Miracle on Ice, and Eric Hyden won gold in all five speed skating distances, making him the winningest athlete at a single Winter Olympics. Do you believe in miracles? I yes! Do. Maybe my favorite movie uh, with Kurt Russell. Who do you play for? White Squall. Who do I play for? The United States of America. Come on. Oh, I didn't understand the question. I was going to say the straights. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lake Placid, also a great movie with Bill Pullman. Yeah. Uh, about a crocodile that was yeah. huge. Um, it's because he just ate a cow, stupid. He's going to eat all your friends. That alligator's going to eat you. I'm rooting for the alligator. Wasn't that old lady feeding the alligator? Yeah, like cows and stuff. Bitch. Um, yeah, cool moment. I wish I would have been alive mm-hmm. to see that hockey team. Probably the greatest upset in American sports history. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels kind of made his name on that call. Yeah. Um, what it was is a huge moment um, for American hockey. For American hockey players, up until that point, the competition on an international level was just lopsided. Um, and it was kind of that first... 
glimmering moment like hey we could kind of do this maybe a little bit and uh uh also awesome because of the um university of minnesota tie-in with with her brooks and everything it's a cool thing it's marion gabrick's birthday tomorrow and he was one of the players along with brian ralston and his slap shot that got me to root for the minnesota wild what sports teams are you a fan of and how did you how did they gain your fandom first of all let me say i'm surprised that you're a fan of anything Minnesota, but you're a Wild fan, a mm-hmm. Packer fan, mm-hmm. and a Cubs fan. Mm-hmm. So you belong to the entire Midwest. You know why? Midwestern Sun. You know why? There's there's no hockey teams that are ever going to go to Wisconsin. Probably not. No. I just don't think that there's a maybe as big of a market for it. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't feel like there's a huge hockey thirst in Wisconsin. We got nothing better to do. No. Being from Wisconsin, we'd probably go. Um, my favorite team of all time is San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I became a fan because my dad indoctrinated me from an early age. He was a water boy for the 49ers when he lived there back when he was growing up in the 50s with like Y.A. Tittle and uh, old Alley Oop, the million dollar backfield, Hugh McElhaney, um, John Brody, all kinds of Hall of Fame talents. That was actually a really good 49er team. Um, and so I've loved him ever since. I grew up kind of in the heyday. Although the last Super Bowl that I got to witness, I was like eight. Um, so I'm a little bit depressed about that. But it could be worse. I could be a Vikings fan. <laughs> and then, That's true. And then I'm a Lakers fan because my dad went to went to school at UCLA. Um, so grew up in the L.A. area, also a UCLA fan. So he went to school there when Lou Cinder was in his heyday, Bill Walton, John Wooden, all those things. Um, and then lived in L.A. in the early 80s with Magic and Kareem and Showtime. And then so... Obviously, an easy team to root for, the Lakers. You're never really out of contention. Um, so that's always been my favorite team in the NBA. And then baseball-wise, I'm a Brewer fan because, I guess because my folks really aren't baseball people. And I just kind of came into Milwaukee because they very much represent Wisconsin. It's a beer-drinking kind of downtrodden squad of people just doing the best they can with not very much money. Uh, I, I guess, starting at the top, I'm a huge Twins fan. Huge. Um, that, that was, I mean, that's a team that's been just constantly in, in relevancy for the most part over the last several decades. I don't remember, obviously, the 1987 World Series because I was about 14 months old. Um, but I do remember the 91 series being in, like, first grade, I think, in... You know, not quite appreciating the magnitude the magnitude of that. At least you were alive for it. I was alive, and I do remember it, and I do remember screaming. Yeah, uh, mostly because my parents were screaming. Yeah, but that's uh, part of it, though, is the parents. Yeah, and they my parents you. were. I mean, so that was that was really fun, and and you know they've been they've been just steeped with with talent and tradition. So I like that, um, and I'm a huge Curry Popper fan. So there. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, the Wild. I guess I would have to jump on board with you. Um, kind of those those wild teams with with Marion Gabrick, um, really kind of started to bring me over a little bit. I mean, winning in the playoffs doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. so I, I think that helped a lot. I hate the Timberwolves. Uh, never liked them. Maybe a little bit I did when Kevin KG. Garnett was there, and it's hard not to like Kevin. I, there Garnett. was one. There's one Timberwolves team I did like. Sprewell Cassell. Sprewell and Cassell. Um, Sam Cassell looks like ET. Let's just throw that out there. But there were rumors that Sam Cassell would go into the opposing locker room and tell them that they should trade for him. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but outside of that, the Timberwolves are a lost cause as far as I'm concerned. Get out of town. You're right? a little bitter about it, which makes I just me don't think like that them. somewhere I don't you like have them. It seems like somewhere in your heart you once loved them, and now you're scorned by them because you're very angry about it. I didn't really love them. Um, you know, no, it was it was always expected. Every disappointment that they served up, everybody saw coming a fucking mile away. Excuse my language. <laughs> See, a little bit, a little bit of anger um, makes me think that there was a spot. There. No, it's what bothers me more is that is that they. They suck in tax dollars, and they suck people in. It's just like, what are you doing here? Blow up that stupid Target Center and get the frick out of town is what I say. But anywho, I digress. Uh, And then the Vikings, obviously. Um, I've always been a Vikings fan, but I think, obviously, 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 the uh, obvious... Therefore, such and such. The obvious year that did it for me. People like the Iraq. Um, I was a John Randall guy. I really liked John Randall growing up. Um, Todd Stussy. And uh, Randall McDaniel, Randall McDaniel, the '98 team. Um, that was what you know sowed my own poison and forever linked me to that team's destiny. Yep, good or bad. So down with the ship. What was the theme of this round? I have no idea. Oh man, that is tough. There was Crash is... Davis. Yeah, beards. There was beards. There was beards. Uh, I have no idea. I'm not very smart. Was it? Was the theme um, shoe sizes? Scandals and animals? I'll give you my next question and then I'll give it away. Okay. Probably not. (laughs) What are your Valentine's Day plans? Oh, are these all things that happen on Valentine's Day? Kevin Love, Rose City, Chocolate Uh, Thunder. Oh, he's smarter than us. I asked about Kiss. (laughs) Eric is smarter than you and me combined. You know what I forgot? That there was a theme. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Valentine's Day plans. Well... When you run a website that, um, you know, you don't make... Massively successful. Massively successful, but not very profitable. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day is generally going to be pretty reserved. Mm. I'm going to look through the freezer uh, for something that's not freezer burned. Mm-hmm. Maybe steal a bottle of wine from a hobo. Yep. A wino. And then beat him with it. And then mm. take it home and present it as mine. Yeah. And that'll be it. I uh, I'm, We'll probably have dinner somewhere. Um, I'm not nice. sure where. Can't afford it, so that'll probably go on a credit card. Uh, yeah. there's a peak into my life. <laughs> Wait, can we talk personal finances? No, for let's a while? not. Let's not play that game. That'll just depress everybody. Um, no, but I mean, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go out to dinner. I'm just kidding about the finance part. Uh, we'll go out to dinner, have some food and a couple of drinks, and maybe like just go home and I mean, watch a movie. We're not big Valentine's Day people. No, I don't really like the whole commercialization yeah. buy people stuff when you're poor thing. Yeah, I say that about every holiday. Yeah, it's just my natural yeah. defense mechanism you're, against You're trying to get me to buy stuff. Spending money. Yeah. Not, not gonna do it. Not gonna not do gonna it. Not gonna work here anymore. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Yeah, we gave it to you raw. What's next? Uh, What's next is a little break. A little breaky poo. And then we're gonna come back. Stronger than ever. Not safe for work edition. Fuck Mary Kill. NSFW. Woo! Podcast welcomes you back with open arms. We're an accepting progressive community, except 
We're going to play Fuck, Mary Kill right now. We've got our dick beaters out waiting for you. DBs flying in your face. That was us making gunshot noises with our hands. I was breaking the sound barrier with my DBs. <laughs> Eric. Um, do you, okay, how does it work? Do we just get one woman or a group of three women? I'll give you three names. Okay. you got to say one you fuck, okay. one you marry, one you kill. Okay. I'm going to start with a couple of Jennifers. Okay. Jennifer Hudson, okay. Jennifer Lopez, okay. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Easy. Um, killing Jennifer Lopez. Immediately. Okay. So, J-Lo's dying. Uh, I'm going to take Jennifer Hudson to bed and take her to Pound Town. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to marry Jennifer Lawrence. Um, I'm conflicted because I don't want to... I'd rather kill Jennifer Lopez than Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. But I... You don't want to have sex with Jennifer Hudson? No, yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I do. Okay. Don't insult what's me. The, I would have sex with anyone. What's the, what's the problem with J-Law? Jennifer Lopez, 7 to 15-year-old Adam, would never forgive me if I didn't have sex with Jennifer Lopez. So she's she's going to get the privilege of seeing my squirmy shirmy. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, I'm super into, but sometimes she kind of annoys me. I don't like her boy haircut that she has right now. Um... So even though I think she's probably the biggest talent in this group, I'm going to have to kill Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to marry Jennifer Hudson. I'm going to kill you. Because uh, Jennifer Hudson is lovely. Yeah. Good entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Not not that I'm a weightist, but I just respect that dedication. Mm-hmm. Big Jennifer Hudson fan. Yeah. All right. Next we have a few Jessicas. Ooh. Jessica Alba, Jessica Beale, Jessica Chastain. Loves Jessica Chastain. Ooh. The redhead. From Zero Dark Theory. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alba Chastain and who? I spit on my Jessica Biel. It's disgusting. Um, I let me start this time. Okay. I'm gonna marry Jessica Chastain. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, great bone structure. Mm. Great hair. Mm. <laughs> Tremendous actress. Zero Dark Thirty. I've watched probably on HBO thirteen different times because it's the only thing that's on. Is that a show? When you're up at two in the morning. What are you kidding me? You're the movie buff here. I know. I was just. Have you not seen that? I haven't seen it, no. Zero Duck Theory. You just say that the whole time. Um, gosh, Jessica, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kill Jessica Beale. Um, she's lovely, but I definitely want to marry Jessica Chastain, and she's not and Jessica Beale is not quite as lovely as Jessica Alba. Alba gets the fuck, <laughs> Chastain gets the marry, Beale gets killed. Not that we're actually gonna kill no. anyone, per se. JT is not gonna forgive you for that one, and you're a JT guy. That's true. Can I? Nope. Nope. It's been submitted. Can I marry Justin nope. Timberlake? Nope. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Is, is there a guy? Edition? Uh, I'm going with. I haven't actually. I don't know if I've actually seen this Chastain woman. Um, I am. A, I am a, a fan of redheads. That's right. <laughs> That's right there. Pregnant as the day is long. Um, I'm gonna probably go with. Uh, you know, Jessica Alba just kind of bugs me. She's like too nice. Like I'm not ever gonna say anything wrong. Uh, Chastain's getting the axe, literally and figuratively. Um, I'm so ashamed of us. I would take, uh, old Alba to Pound Town and I'd marry Beal just to rub it in JT's face. I stole his chick. Nice. Uh, Next we have a few... Stole your girl like I stole your bike. 49ers. Ooh. Jim Harbaugh, Mm. Colin Kaepernick, Mm -hmm. Joe Montana. Mm. It's a well-known fact that I'd like to spend the rest of my life with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Picking his brain. Mm. Um, God. I, I guess I would have to kill Joe Montana only because he's no longer relevant to my franchise. Um, Sinner. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Don't hate the sinner, hate the sin. <laughs> so, and Colin Kaepernick is the future, plus much more fun to watch than Joe, although mm-hmm. Joe was mm-hmm. maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay. So, I can't believe you're even making me do this. Making making me do this. But, uh, it's flustering you. I ain't dug enough to do that. But I will kill Joe Montana. God, I'm going to hell for that. Mm-hmm. I have never before in my life thought that I was going to hell, but now I do. And I'm going to have to have sex with Colin Kaepernick. Oh. I was like, I tried to imagine like physically sexing one of those men, and, and he was the most moment. repulsive out of all of them. Colin, yeah, because of all those tattoos and his I'm, weird nose. I'm cutting Colin's head off. Colin's dead. I'm punting his head right into the bay, drop it off the bridge, and let a bunch of orcas and sharks eat it. There's great white sharks out there. Yeah, there are. Um, so he's gonna die. I think I'd marry Joe Montana, and I'd uh, I'd you bromance. I'd bed down old Harbaugh because. He's handsome. He's got the most cushion for the pushing. Also, he's intense. You kind of like that. Uh, I'd, I'd want it to be more of a, a domineering situation where I, I gag and blindfold him so I don't have to hear any of his if anyone's critiques. getting dominated, it's going to be you. I don't want him making that really frustrated face at me when I'm, you know, entering him. Uh, I wonder if there's something more than the uh, parental discretion advice no, label that we can get. We're using up our explicit NC-17. They're going to have the way. They're mm. going to have to change that. Next, we have Vikings quarterbacks: yeah. Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman. Mm, Jesus okay, Christ, can I kill them all? <laughs> um, I am. Ooh, I know. Okay, wait. No. Okay. No. You want me to go? I'm going to murder Josh Freeman because mm. he's completely useless. Yes. Came all the way over here and just. Stole $3 million and no one even knew he was in town. He didn't steal anything. Those morons paid him and they shouldn't have. Okay. You're the one that's mad at Kevin Love for actually earning millions of dollars. Kevin Love is a bearded freak. He's <laughs> a circus freak. He gets hit by a I will boss. marry Matt Castle okay. because if we know one thing about him, he's stable and completely unspectacular. Okay. But um, could be the foundation for a very loveless but long-lasting marriage. Truth. And Christian Ponder, if I F him... Good chance that Sam Ponder might be in the mix, and yeah. uh, things get a little freaky, limbs get moving everywhere, all higgledy-piggledy, bebopping and scatting. Yeah. So that's my answer. Uh, you and I think very much alike. I was going to say I would uh, I would fuck Christian Ponder just because his wife would see how I lay it down, and she'd want me more than she'd want him. <laughs> so there. Um, and uh, <coughs> same answer. I'm going to kill Josh Freeman also because he's a useless piece of shit. Yep. And uh, I'm marrying Matt Castle because I don't have any other options left. Yeah. He just seems like marriage material. I guess. Show you an out about. Okay. And now we have some 70s funny guys. Ooh. You can think about these guys in their prime if you'd like. Okay. okay. Bill Murray. We're having sex with a lot of men in this thing. <laughs> a lot of men. Okay. Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Steve, <laughs> Steve Martin. Okay. Um, boy. Mmm. I'm going to have sex with Chevy Chase. Okay. Um, You're a Chevy Chaser. Well, he's a yeah, he's a fun guy. Yeah. He's got that wit. I feel like he could probably seduce me if you've seen, you know, the, the Christmas he's vacation handsome. and those types oh, of man. things. Oh, man. In Caddyshack, he was a handsome devil. Yeah, he's a handsome devil. I'm going to have to marry Steve Martin. Okay. Um, he's zany. Yep. I think he gets me. Mm-hmm. And as much as I don't like it, I'm going to have to kill Bill Murray. Um because I think out of the, well, actually Chevy is probably the most arrogant out of the bunch, but and think, the least funny. But I think Bill is probably number two in the arrogant specter, and he's not good looking. So Bill, yeah. I think he's lowest in the arrogant. Did I ever tell you those Bill Murray stories? That I've, I sent that to you. 
Yeah. That didn't warm your heart to Bill Murray? It warmed my heart. I still think he's Eric. God, you're a wiener. <laughs> All right. Um, Chevy is definitely getting the axe on my party. Maybe the best looking, which is clearly what's important to you. Well, I gotta have sex with him. I know. Fine, whatever. Um, but I, I'm gonna just kill him, because, God, whatever. But I'm just gonna kill him. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna... I'd bed down Stevie Martin. I knew you'd marry Murray. I like a little silver fox in my in my boudoir. Yeah. You know, a little gray in the uh, hair. A little gray in the grinder. God, his bush must be real gray, too. I would imagine so. Mm. Might wax it. Uh, just looking at the back of his head probably won't be so bad, though. Um, and Why then, are you always giving? I mean, look, you're going to be a giver. I'm not a taker. Receiving. I'm not receiving anything. Speaking of receiving, I just got a prostate exam for real. Yeah. Little window into what this whole scenario might be like. Mm. Not pleasant. No. Anyway, sorry. Anyways. Yeah, and I'm marrying Bill Murray just because that's the person I could see speaking to on a regular basis for the rest of my life. You guys are, you know, kind of, your death therapy saved me, Eugene, yes. Perfect. Um, who else you got? Uh, some Seinfeld characters. Yeah. George Costanza. Okay. Cosmo Kramer. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, man. Well, I've got a lot of opinions This is the most this. anal sex I've had in a long time. <laughs> Since at least the 80s. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when George gets the, the books on tape and then it ends up being his own voice. Mm -hmm. He says, I can't listen to myself. I hate myself. That's why I, I couldn't be with George because he's too much like me. So I have to lop him off as much as I don't like it. Kramer. Uh, he's a ladies' man, uh -huh. so maybe he'll be a man's man, too. Mm -hmm. um, seems like he's open, free spirit, might be up for anything. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely who I'm betting down. Mm -hmm. And then Jerry Seinfeld, marriage material. Yeah, he is. We can eat cornflakes together every morning, uh, talk about just inane, stupid, kind of irrelevant things that make us laugh. Definitely Jerry. Um, I'm going to go... Gosh, this is a tough one. This might be the hardest one yet. Um, remember how I said I was always a giver? Yeah, I think Kramer might be the only person who could turn me into a taker. I think plenty of them could. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. You're tooting your own horn. Yeah, I'm, I'm the only one that toots the horn. <laughs> um, I... You realize what you're bra bragging about here. Yeah. That Gay you... butt sex. <laughs> if you're going to brag about anything, it should be something like that. That's a very domineering kind of a thing. Uh, okay, so anyways, Kramer, I'm going to bed down. Yep. I think I'm going to marry George, because he's most like me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to kill Jerry because I think that marriage would go to shit real fast. That's true. It has commitment issues. Yeah. Totally. He's a commitment phobe. He's a phobe. Okay, got some Game of Thrones for you. Oh, my favorite. Daenerys Targaryen. Is my answer to both. Yes. Marjorie Tyrell. Yes. Tyrion Lannister. Yes. Ooh, shit. I'm going to kill Tyrion. Um, and then, even though I really like him. And then I'm going to... I'm gonna fuck Daenerys. Oh. I'll go. Why don't you think about it? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Daenerys because she seems like she'd be good at it. Um and she's got dragons, maybe they could watch. Um and Marjorie is also lovely, just as lovely, but has a more gentle soul, which is more compatible with me. Um, so I'll marry her. If only I could tell you things. Anyways, um this is really hard for me. I would marry uh, Daenerys because I think... She's swell. Uh, I, I could definitely put up with boning her on a regular basis, and I'd get a dragon out of the deal. Are you familiar with what marriage is? Uh, yeah. I'm going to be riding dragons. You think I'm going to be talking to her all the time? No. <laughs> be burning people's faces off with a GD dragon. Uh, so that's what's going to happen there. 
as much as it pains me, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to kill Tyrion and then just uh, take Tyrell to Pound Town. Yeah. Okay, Friday Night Lights edition. Ooh. Coach Taylor, yeah. Tammy Taylor, mm. Tim Riggins. Oh, yes. Okay, Coach. Oh my man, favorite one so far. All right, I'm gonna surprise everybody. Tammy's dead. I'm taking the men by storm. I'm gonna. I'll do... take that surprises everybody. <laughs> I'm going to have sex with Tim Riggins because, I mean, he might honestly be the prettiest person on that show. Yep. Um, he makes me feel dangerous but also safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, he likes the same kind of beer as me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should marry him. You can fix your truck. No, I'm going to marry Coach, Coach mm. T. Mm. I'm going to marry Coach T because um, look how well he's aged. Yeah. Downright handsome. Mm -hmm. Motivational. Mm -hmm. And maybe he let me be an assistant coach, too. Yeah. So, but Tammy. Oh, my God. I'm killing Coach T. Oh, I no! Because I think, you know, at this point in his life, <laughs> it's only going to get more depressing for him. Zoikas. Boikas. You know? He's really peaked, I think. And I'd be doing him a favor. He's probably going to end up there anyways. I'm just getting him there a little quicker. Um, I think I'm going to write F, Miss, uh, Miss Taylor. I like reds. She's a nice red. Saucy red. And then uh, that leaves old Timmy time to marry. Mm -hmm. I'm marrying Timmy time. There's always going to be beer in the house. He can fix your truck when it breaks. Um, he's a felon, so clearly uh, I'm not the bad person in the relationship. And uh, like you said, he's the best looking person on the whole fucking show. So. Yeah. Love you, Tim. The Office. David Brent. Michael Ooh. Scott. Dwight Schrute. Ooh. I'm going to kill Dwight because the <laughs> idea of having any sort of physical or emotional relationship with him makes me squirm. I'm going to have sex with Michael Scott because he's probably the best looking out of that group. And I'm going to marry David Brent in the hopes that I never have to have physical intimacy with him, but can just be entertained by him playing the guitar. I am going to, I'm going to, I would marry Michael Scott, I think just for the childlike wonder mm -hmm. and the ceaseless entertainment. Um, Yeah. And then I'd have to, yeah, I'd, I'd fuck, I'd fuck Brent and kill Shrew. There you go. Uh, Jedi Knights, Yoda, Obi Wan, Mace Windu. Mm. Um, can it be young Obi Wan or is it old Obi Wan? I'll let you decide. <clears throat> I'm killing Mace Windu. That was Sam Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. I thought that role was not very well played. So that's my only exposure to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna have sex with Obi Wan. Mm -hmm. Good looking guy. Could whisper sweet nothings while we did it. Yeah. I'm going to marry Yoda because that's just a fountain of wisdom. Um, and he might be able to, like, make me live forever with all this weird powers or something. Yeah. Nobody knows about it. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. I'm going to marry Mace Windu because um, I have a deep appreciation for Samuel. Mm -hmm. And uh, I could just, I could, I could deal with that. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to kill Obi-Wan. Because he dies anyways. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to F Yoda because I like small creatures. That's true. You yourself are a bit of a small creature. Yeah. Robustly small. Big sternum. Yeah. Big through the chest. It's not all it's for. All right. This is my last one. Oh. FMKMD. Dr. Dre. Dr. J. Dr. Emmett Brown. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I'm, I'm jumping in front of you in line on this one. I'm going to marry Dr. Emmett Brown because 
uh, let's face it, I'm a traveling kind of a guy. I like to go places, and he's the person that's going to take me there. Mm-hmm. So there. Um, it was Dr. Dre, and what was the other one? Dr. J. Dr. Dre and Dr. J. Um, I think I'm okay with killing Dr. Dre, because, you know, that probably should have happened before now anyways. <laughs> and uh, Just statistically, it makes sense. And Dr. J is clearly <clears throat> going to be the uh, most well-hung of the group, so uh, there you go. I'm going to murder Dr. Brown. What? Not a lot of interest in those movies, to be honest. I know I'm, I know I'm like but the only is guy. There, is there interest in time travel? you got the DeLorean. <sighs> no, I'm going to kill him. Um, Son of a bitch. I'm going to bed down Dr. J. Um, I'd almost do that willingly, mm. pretty much. Um, and then I'm going to marry Dr. Dre because I'm a fan, a huge fan of old school hip hop. And I think I could get in his ear about revitalizing the rap scene. And if not, at least I could, you know, drink Cristal and hang out with hookers. What if he wants to get in your ear? Like sexually? Yes. That just comes with the, that. It's all part of marriage. It's okay. all part of the journey. All right. It's all part of the journey. It's your orifice. Do with it what you please. Well, I think we probably terrified everyone. everybody. If <laughs> anyone is still listening at this point, <laughs> congrats, congrats to you. Congrats. I don't know how you did it. It's like listening to this last segment was like making it through Mordor. For most pe- people that are listening, I would imagine, especially those with uh, sensitive constitutions. Yeah, I would say that our Facebook audience will be cut in half. Yeah. At least. But that's what we're here to do, take risks. Yeah. Throw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. With our DBs. Flailing around. <laughs> I throw everything with my DBs. Yeah, let's be honest. Thanks for checking it out. Um, if we offended you, it, well, it's too late now, so sorry. Um, so sorry. You can find us on our various platforms, thedayinsports.com, Twitter, all that stuff. We'll be back with you sometime next week, talking about Olympics and NBA and other stuff like that. Thank you so much. Bye-bye!